Parsha Semor, which is perhaps known for many topics, is probably most famous for its calendar of Yom Tovim. All of the biblical holidays, the Moadim, can be found in Parsha Semor, and they make Parsha Semor one of the more often laned Parshas in the Torah, and that is because on many of the Yom Tovim we read from Parsha Semor to discuss the Yom Tovim. And when Parsha Semor begins to discuss these Yom Tovim, these Moadim, it starts off with a very innocent introductory pasuk, and then it blindsides us. The Torah begins this discussion, Speak to the Bnei Israel, and you shall say to them, Moadei Hashem, the appointed times of Hashem, that which you shall call out and proclaim as a sacred occasion. These indeed are my Moadim, my sacred occasions. These are the fixed times. And what are they? The next Pasuk tells us, Six days you shall perform Malacha, but on the seventh day, Shabbos, Shabbos, so there's a complete rest. Mikra Kodesh shall be declared holy, or it is declared holy. All Malacha should no longer be performed. Shabbos Hil Hashem, it is a Shabbos, a day of rest for Hashem, in all of your dwellings. And the question we are about to address right now is the question voiced by Rashi, and that is, What does Shabbos have to do with the Yom Yom Tovim? Is Shabbos itself perhaps a Yom Tov on some level? We could at first glance maybe conceive of a connection, but it is a little bit strange that the Torah begins the discussion of the Yom Yom Tovim with Shabbos, and the question is why? And we answer that question as we answer another dimension. One not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Josh, and Sod. So journey with me into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. So welcome to Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where if you enjoy Shiram like this and others, and you want to partner up with us, as did our anonymous sponsor, which I am thanking at this moment. So you can also reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com to make your sponsorship. Or if you just have questions, comments, concerns, or want to make recommendations for Shiram like this on the podcast, then as well, just reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. Now, once again, the question that we are tackling right now is the question of why the other two of them are introduced with Shabbos. And what's interesting is that at first glance, if you didn't know better, you would say that Shabbos and Yom Tov are basically the same on both holidays or on both circumstances, on both days. You can't do malacha. And this is certainly true for Shabbos, but we know from the Gemara in Megillah, the Mishnah in Megillah, so it can be found in Megillah, Aleph Hay, or in Megillah, Zainam at Beis, that in Bain Shabbos Liom Tov Ela Ochel Nefesh Belvad, that there in fact is one major difference between Shabbos and the Yom Tovim, and that is that on Shabbos, no malacha, none of the 39 malachas can be performed, whereas on Yom Tov, so the same 39 malachas exist on Yom Tov, however, when it comes to Malachas that are done particularly in connection to food needs, food needs of the day, those can be performed on Yom Tov. So Ochel Nefesh, that which needs to be done for Yom Tov, so that is allowed to be done because Pasuk in Parshas Bo, in reference to Pesach, says, and the way the Ramban reads it, Malachas Avoda means that, yes, Malacha of general work, but not Malachas Seuda. Right, things that you need to do for eating, so those can be done on Yom Tov. So while we're looking at the inclusion of Shabbos in the Yom Tovim, I want to also take a look at another question while we are here, and that is the question of why 
In fact, it is that on Shabbos, we can't do any malachos, and yet on Yom Tov, there is this new inclusion, this concept of, of ochel nefesh, which would allow us to do malacha for the needs of eating. So that's something that perhaps while we're trying to uncover the connection between Shabbos and Yom Tov in this Parsha Pardes, we'll hopefully also try to address that question just a little bit of why we don't cook on Shabbos, why we can cook on Yom Tov. So in addressing these questions, let's first look at the Pashat Pshat, which is offered by the Ramban and it's echoed by the Nitziv. The Nitziv quotes the Ramban himself. And the Nitziv and the Ramban both explain that it's very important that the Torah actually mentions Shabbos right before mentioning Yom Tov because of this particular stringency, that Shabbos, we do not allow malacha for purposes of ochel nefesh. And if the Torah just listed the Yom Tovim on their own, we might have thought that maybe the Simchas Yom Tov, which seems to warrant this allowance of ochel nefesh, maybe the needs of Yom Tov would override Shabbos. And therefore, the Torah tells us that, no, we preface with Shabbos to let you know that Shabbos overrides Yom Tov and any of the malachas that you might be allowed to do on Yom Tov, but when it coincides with Shabbos, that would not be the case. That's the Pashab Shah that's offered by the Nitziv and the Ramban. Now, we move over to a remez, an incredible remez offered by, by the Vilna Gon. The Vilna Gon explains that, what do you mean? The, the Torah interrupts the discussion of, of Yom Tov to give us Shabbos? Look closely at the Pasuk, says the Vilna Gon. That's not really what's happening. Take a look. Says the Vilna Gon, what's the problem? There are six days where you're allowed to do work. What kind of work? Says the Vilna Gon, there are six days of Yom Tov where you're allowed to actually do a malacha for Ochel Nefesh. Which six days? Well, you have... The first day and the last day of Pesach, that's two. Then you have Shavuos, that's one. Then you have Rosh Hashanah, that's another one. And then you have the first and last day of Sukkot, right? So you have uh, Sukkot and you have, and then you have Shemini Atzeres as well. So now what? You got six days right there. And then there's a seventh day where you can't do any malacha. What's that a reference to? Well, says the Vilna Gon, that's Yom Kippur, of course, where there's no malacha even for purposes of Ochel Nefesh, because, of course, you're not eating on Yom Kippur, so no malacha is allowed to be done. So says the Vilna Gon, this Pasuk is clearly alluding to all of the Yom Tovim. This introduction to the Yom Tovim is telling us that there are, in fact, six days of Yom Tov where you can do malacha, and one day of Yom Tov, especially Yom Tov, that's Shabbos Shabboson. And in fact, that is the way the Torah describes Yom Kippur as Shabbos Shabboson, a complete rest where no malacha is done. What an incredible remez. Now we move on to Drash. Rashi is the one who introduced the question in the first place, Ma'inyin Shabbos Eitzel Moados, and Rashi quotes a Sifra in Emor, Sifra, Tess Zion 9-7 to address this question and answers very simply al Pedrash. So apparently there's supposed to be this uh, this equation between Shabbos and Yom Tov in the sense that one who is Mechala, one who disgraces the Moados, which 
we are already looking at now as, to being, as being more lenient than Shabbos. You can do certain kinds of malacha on Yom Tov, and yet if you're mechalom the Moadim, it's considered as though you're mechalo Shabbos. And yet, Apparently, al Pedrash, if you're mechalom the Moados, you fulfill Yom Tov the right way, so Hashem views that as though you have fulfilled Shabbos. So what's interesting is that you know, what would we have thought until now? I guess we would have thought that Yom Tov is its own thing and Shabbos is its own thing. But why would we, why would we care for this equation between Shabbos and Yom Tov? And again, for most people, if you're not working in the kitchen, so most people will look at Shabbos and Yom Tov as being basically the same. But since we know Shabbos is stricter, Shabbos has more Kedusha, as Kedusha is always reflected in Isser Malacha. And so since there's a greater Isser Malacha on Shabbos than there is in Yom Tov, Shabbos is holier. And what we are seeing is that even though Shabbos is holier, somehow the fulfillment of Yom Tov is akin the fulfillment of Shabbos, and similarly the disgrace, um, the 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 uh, the, um, the making mundane of Yom Tov, is also akin to making Shabbos mundane. And what this tells us apparently is that we're supposed to somehow see them as being equal. Why that should be, we have to still discover. And with that, we move over to the Sod. Alpi Kabbalah, we find the Lukute Moharan, and he explains in Chelek Beis, and then it's, then it's in 4 6. That's 2 4 6. Not 2 4 6, eight, we appreciate. But says the Lukute Moharan, very interestingly, he's describing the godless of Yom Tov. And in describing the godless of Yom Tov, he interestingly quotes our Pasuk. Um, he quotes our context, and he quotes the Pasuk that's describing Shabbos. Now, I don't know if this is intentional, but listen to what the Likute Maharan says. He discusses the concept of the Ratzon, the Ratzon Hashem. And he says, V'hizgalas ha-Ratzon hu al Yom Tovim. He says, Hashem's Ratzon is revealed through the Yom Tovim. Ki chol echad me Yom Tovim, because each one of the Yom Tovim machers v'koryo magalas Ratzon. Each one announces and calls out, proclaims and reveals Hashem's Ratzon. Why? Shekol Mesnaheg Rakal Piritzon Abavad shows you that everything is just according to Hashem's Ratzon, v'vechinas mikra kod. On the level of Mikra Kodesh, that's quoting our Pasuk, Mikra Kodesh, which describes Shabbos, that's Vayikra Chaf Gimel, Gimel 23.3. And how does, how does it do that? How does Yom Tov do that? Do that? Yom Tov Kodesh, Koreu Machas Zaratzon Kanal, Ki Bechol Yom Tov Yom Tov, Asa Shemisberachim Anu Osus Noros. On every Yom Tov Hashem made signs and created awesome wonders, Shem Hefech HaTeva, which is actually the reversal of the Teva, the reversal of nature. Why? Because through this, the Ratzon of Hashem is revealed that everything is going to this Ratzon. And really, Teva by itself, Mother Nature by itself, doesn't really exist. What's the point that the that Lukuzay Maran is making? That we might think that there's just a natural world with natural order and things just go, things just flow. And yet comes along Hashem every single Yom Tov in history. And Hashem creates some kind of a wonder that says, no, one second, there's actually someone running the show. There's someone who created Teva. That Mother Nature, in fact, has a father. And when that happens, what is reaffirmed? What is reaffirmed when, when nature is reversed? That apparently nature is being controlled by somebody. That there was, in fact, a creator who created nature as we know it. 
Nature as we know it is, re- is reflected in Shabbos, the Teva. The natural world is seven, that is Shabbos. And when it's Shabbos, we make like Hashem, and we stop just like Hashem created nature, and he stopped, and Hashem said die to the world, he said enough, and he, and he created rules and natural order. So we stop, and we don't do anything on Shabbos, we do no malacha at all. But what happens when sometimes we forget and we need reinforcing? Then we need Yom Tov. Then we need Pesach. And the way the, um, the, the way that uh, the Ramban puts it in terms of Kiddush, Kiddush is both a Zecher Lemaise Barashis and a Zecher Letzias Mitzrayim. The way my Rebbe of Yonason Sachs put it, that Shabbos tells us that there was a Bore, and Yom Tov tells us that there was a Manig who is still in control. And we need to recognize that Manhig so that we remember that, in fact, there was a Bore. Yeah, the Hashem guides the world, and Hashem was the original creator of the world, the creator of nature, and the one who sometimes, if he wants to, can reverse nature, just to remind us that he's still there, just to make sure we're still paying attention. And perhaps maybe it's for that reason why there's a Simchas Yom Tov. The Simchas Yom Tov is, is, is perhaps born out of the fact that Hashem runs the world, and he shows us that he runs the world. That is something to... to Enjoy. That's something to experience. Simcha, and perhaps it's for that reason why we're able to engage in ochel nefesh. That the changing of nature. Right. Think about what, just what Bishel does, for example. It takes something and it changes its nature. It changes its essence. The whole idea that we can prepare our meals on Yom Tov and a little bit engage in the world, even though Hashem made a natural world and said stop. But on Yom Tov, Hashem allowed for nature to be reversed, and which is why maybe we're allowed to engage in a little bit of creative activity as well on Yom Tov. But that perhaps takes us through an incredible discussion about whether or not Shabbos in its, in its own way, is it sort of a Yom Tov, or is it, the, is it the basis for all Yom Tovim? And why perhaps Shabbos is different from Yom Tov in the way it is? And again, how perhaps in a certain sense it may be one and the same, that Hashem is both the Bore and the Manig. Anyway, have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a wonderful Shabbos, and thank you for joining us here at the Database.